Hello and welcome back to another episode of Curiosus Animus. My name is Scott. I'm your host. I'm here with a very interesting character by the name of Craig Goldberg, if, who owns or is co-founder of uh, Sono Lounge. Is that accurate? In Harmony Interactive and the In Harmony Sound Lounge. Yes. So sound healing is uh, something that I've recently started delving into a little bit as I learn about cymatics and how uh, frequency and vibration tend to generate our general reality and uh, the nature and structure of the things around us and can be found everywhere. You can see it in the, uh, frequently you'll see videos on YouTube in regards to the cymatics in regard, like a turtle shell pattern can appear within the patterns. Oh yeah. Um, leopard print, zebra print, a lot of the patternistic things, which is pretty interesting because it's it's micro and macro, right? So as that expands out, humans tend to be very patternistic, patternistic, and uh, creatures of habit, right? So this Indeed is uh, we are. neat stuff. So I'd love to dig in, dig into this. Let's uh, let's see where this conversation goes. So I'm super down. So for those that aren't familiar with cymatics, it's the visual representation of sound and frequency. And the machine you're talking about is a very specific, it's like a pan that's connected to a frequency generator that begins to oscillate at a certain number of frequencies per second. A 20 hertz frequency is 20 oscillations per second. And as you take things like grains of sand or rice, they begin to bunch up and, and these patterns begin to appear at certain frequencies. And those frequencies have been tied to a ton of science. Uh, and when you link that to the human body, you have the body of research that that governs what I do, which is called vibroacoustic therapy. Vibro vibration, acoustic is sound. So I basically study the impact of sound and frequency or sound and vibration on the human body, your nervous system, your neurology, your anatomy, your physical body, muscles in your body, and of course the mind, body, spirit connection as well. Which is pretty interesting stuff. So I uh, I'm a little bit of a patent hound, right? And so one of the things we I, all are, <laughs> it's, the, it's only, the human condition. The brain is constantly looking for patterns, right? Constantly. So, so looking into patents, uh, I've come across that there are uh, technologies available or technologies that exist rather that will induce um, effects on one's nervous system that don't necessarily require a electrostatic shock or induction, right? Like, so you go into an MRI machine, anything like that. These, um, the induction of certain effects to one's nervous system can be inducted through as, as simple as tactile reception through, through your nerve endings in your skin, right? And so we, yep. we're constantly interacting with our own environment as I'm learning. Uh, as the first episode, I which was pretty, pretty awkward, in my opinion. Um, I talk about how the eyes emit electrical charge and the ears actually emit a tone constantly through the middle ear, which can be detected and measured. And so we have a constant sending and receiving of information with uh, the human body and its environment. So for us mm -hmm. to pick up things with our skin outside of just something that someone might consider passe as uh, the... Uh, a circadian rhythm where an absence of light causes us to become drowsy and an increase in light causes us to become aware with serotonin and melatonin respectively. Um, so that 
being that tactile induction is a thing with our nervous system, right? Our, our, the whole hookup. Um, your technology is pretty interesting to me. So one of them, not necessarily all of them, but a couple of your devices are using vibroacoustics, as you're saying, to induce sounds. So without claiming any kind of medical um, healing or anything like that, what are some of the um, perceived or intended effects of that? Totally. Yeah. Look, this is what I do for a living. So I, I walk the line. I don't make claims. I don't talk yeah. about it. But here's what I can say. Sound and vibe. I'm, so I'm a relaxation expert. I teach people how to relax using sound and vibration. And what most people don't realize is that sound and vibration as stimulating as it can be to the nervous system, which is to say that it can it can trigger a sympathetic nervous system response. It can also calm and relax the nervous system, which is to say it can trigger a parasympathetic nervous system response. These are the two main nervous system responses that we have. It's triggered. That trigger happens through a reptilian part of our brain that is designed to protect us. So life-threatening, a life-threatening threat comes before you, whether that's physical, emotional, monetary, uh, it doesn't matter. As that physical threat is presented to your brain, triggers automatically this nervous system response called a sympathetic nervous system response. And four main things happen, five or six. I mean, there's a ton of things that happen in the body, but the main ones I think are most important and relative to the folks that are listening. And that is the first thing is cortisol and adrenaline increases and spreads throughout your blood and your entire body. The cortisol makes you hyper aware and hyper present in the current moment and hyper focused on whatever's in front of you. The adrenaline shifts tons of energy from uh, all at the time uh, deemed unimportant bodily functions like digestion, immunity, reproduction, and shifts that energy to the major muscle groups of the body. So once you have adrenaline and cortisol flowing through your veins to protect you, to bring you hyper aware and hyper alert to the guy standing in front of you with a knife, uh, the the boss or manager that just told you you're fired or worse, they're, in my opinion, worse, they're cutting your pay in half, right? That's threatening. That's life-threatening to your vitality and to your livelihood. Uh, your body and your nervous system begins to relax. You start to sweat. Your heart rate starts to increase. That cortisol and adrenaline flowing through your body has a debilitating impact on your body to deal with the normal trials and tribulations of day-to-day -day life because you're now dealing with that threat. So as I mentioned, digestion is the second most expensive energetic user in the body behind the brain. So it turns so your body turns off digestion and diverts that energy to the major muscle groups. Your immune system, I don't need to defend myself from virus or bacteria. Right now, I have an imminent threat that I need to focus my attention to. So it turns off your immune system and diverts energy to the major muscle groups in the body. I mentioned the brain. The brain and logical thinking, rational thinking is actually really expensive from an energetic perspective. And when you have somebody life thre threatening your life right in front of you or something threatening your life, you don't need to think rationally. You need to think quickly and you need to think how you can defend yourself. Am I gonna defend myself or am I gonna run? How do I save myself? So it turns off rational thinking. So even though you're making decisions, you're not being rational. Uh, turns off your reproductive organs because you don't need to reproduce right now. You simply need to defend yourself, right? So again, all of this has this running theme of, of diverting energy to the major muscle groups of the body. And that's great if there's an imminent threat and this happens, even if it happens once a day, so be it. Unfortunately, 
So many Americans are walking around in a sympathetic nervous system response all day long from the time they wake up and put their eyes on their phone to the time they go to bed and read that last email from their boss that they can't stand. I can't believe she's doing that thing again, whatever. And, and we wonder why we can't sleep at night because you've got cortisol and adrenaline flowing through your, uh, through your blood right before you go to bed. And we're walking around in this systemic chronic state of a sympathetic nervous system response. And that's not how the body was designed. And as you can see with no immune system, no reproductive organs, no rational thinking, no, no digestion, you're ill-equipped to handle the day-to-day -day trials and tribulations. So the most important thing that our technology does when you're listening to our music meditations through a sound lounge practitioner or meditation cushion is it triggers the chemical cascades associated with a parasympathetic nervous system response. It literally sends the chemical cascades that tell your body to relax and go from a triggered sympathetic nervous system response to a calm and collected parasympathetic nervous system response. And a couple more things that I'll just touch on. Uh, it also sends messages to the muscles of the body telling it to relax. So you're overriding your nervous system's ability to tell muscle to tense and you're telling your body to relax. You're increasing lymphatic drainage. So it helps with detoxification and the natural processes in the body. You're moving energy around your body. You're letting go of stuck energy and stuck emotions in your body. And most importantly, in my opinion, it feels amazing. <laughs> I mean, absolutely amazing. And when I start to think of other biohacking tactics like cold therapy, even sauna, when it's at super high degrees, above 200 degrees, that's not comfortable. That's really uncomfortable. Cold therapy, but really. If you're a wet dude like me, like a, a heavy sweater, like the high, the high temperatures is is pretty funky. Like I leave the, the sauna. It's funky, right? right? The water, literally, if you're over 212 degrees, your sweat starts to boil on your skin. I've been there. Good time. Russian, a Russian room. They call it the Russian room. It's at like 212. Unbelievable. When I was in uh, so, Kuwait, we, we, the air was so hot, you didn't even notice the evaporation that would occur. You'd be sweating all day, but you, you wouldn't notice. It would just the constant convection wow. state would soak it all up. I live here in Vegas. I get that. I get that. So on top of everything else, it feels really good. And over time, your usage of our tech is cumulative. So it might last 12 hours after your first session, then 18 hours after your next session. And and then before you know it, the memory of being calm and relaxed is what you remember. And that becomes your common state, your, your baseline state. And you become much easier. Most of the friends and family of folks that have our tech start to notice it first. They start to notice that your demeanor starts to shift and change, that things that otherwise triggered you so all of a sudden don't. And, and you really start to embody that relaxed persona. Bruce Lee, uh, there's a number of motivational speeches of his, but my favorite one is his Be Like Water speech, wherein you're able to flex and move with the current dynamic of the situation. Oh, good. You know, and, and where we exist in society today with a constant and never-ending barrage of fight-or-flight information coming into you. Scare tactics in the news all day long, you know, and here we are, you know. And, all and our, day long the American diet certainly doesn't help our cause. You know what I mean? Like high carbohydrates and, and like the high fructose corn syrup, like, you know what y'all are doing. So, uh, <laughs> to just, just being real about it, you know, like we are in a, in a, in a constant 
tension. And like, it doesn't help like that many people are parents and just the nature of dealing with toddlers and young children. I have a three-year-old. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like we- Little opinions and their little humans and their opinions. What can I say? Yeah, they they have certain expectations. So uh, for those of you without children, the expectations of these little humans um a, a good example that i had heard is i you know a gentleman broke his leg and took his daughter to the park and she says daddy push me she said and his dad's dad's like look i honey i have broken leg i, I can't be walking over there and pushing you all day like I, I just can't she says but you can crawl and that's that's the rationale you're dealing with i think you know that's a I pretty mean? smart kid right i mean it, hey dad look <laughs> You can get over here. Don't tell me you can't. You can. I think that's a smart kid. I'll I'll chalk that one up for the kid. It, it you know what? So we it, it's definitely an unexpected argument for on the parents' end. Cause like look, yeah. from a from a young age, our nervous systems understand what it takes to manipulate others to get what we want. And our children are amazing at that. Hence why a mom or a dad knows when it's a real cry. Like they really hurt themselves or if they're just kidding. Yes. My daughter, bless her beautiful heart. She turns three in April. She could turn on those waterworks like that. And I mm-hmm. watch her manipulate people all around her. And then she swings her focus around to me to get permission to do something. And she knows, she just knows that I can't turn on the waterworks for dad, that I need to be a little bit more reasonable and she'll negotiate with me. She's That's three years good. old. It's a bargain is acceptable. Bargaining it's, is acceptable. It's yeah, of course. Hey, let's make a deal. Let's talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's really a beautiful thing. I'll tell you, my daughter's on the tech almost every day, if not every day. Um, and you'll see on my Instagram account at In Harmony Interactive. Uh, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, my daughter. So my daughter will literally run out of her room in the morning and run to the meditation cushion. She will literally leave me behind her. And she'll just be saying, daddy, daddy, meditate, daddy, meditate. And um, and she'll run over to the tech and I'll set her up with the technology and she'll drop in. And I was laying on the sound lounge while she's she knows how to use my app. She can play and move tracks and she knows what she's doing. She can't put the headphones on her yet, but I'll put the headphones on her and and she'll just sit there. And I've got countless pictures of her sitting on on the meditation cushion in the sound lounge. And um, it obviously has impact. It helps her with constipation. She's a baby. She drinks a lot of milk. She gets constipated, um, and uh, and it helps. So I know she really likes it for a multitude of different reasons. But here's my daughter, who I know you can sympathize with. I, my daughter has basically everything she needs. She's hungry. She eats. She spends three days a week with her grandparents that I know spoil her the way a grandparent should spoil her. She gets everything she needs. She has really no complaints. And yet she sat down on the meditation cushion and she looks down at my app and she starts flipping through. And she settles on a track. She pushes play. She looks to the left. She looks to the right. And she let out a sigh. She literally went. Oh. And I don't know what it was that hit me in the chest with that sigh. But it was a sigh of relief that I let loose as I'm releasing that kind of energy and that amount of relaxation. And it occurred to me like, she's got stress. Every human does. It's the human condition. And it really hit home when here, look, she doesn't have a job. She doesn't have any chores. 
She doesn't have any responsibilities except to read books, learn, go through the alphabet puzzle a couple more times. And, and none of it is with pressure. It's all like play and plays the work of the child is an amazing poster that I uh, that I see, particularly Mont Montessori schools. That's her only job is to play and with whoever she wants, when she where, when, when, whenever she wants, uh, whenever she wants, with whoever she wants. And uh, and here's this sigh of relief that it really hit me at my core of like everybody needs access to this technology. We all have that perception of anxiety and stress that sympathetic nervous system response. And we can all use a physical reminder, which is what our tech is and our app is, uh, to shift back to parasympathetic as often as possible. It's rad to hear that she's doing that and that she's visually expressing a decompression. Because, so it's very easy as adults to sit back and play down the stresses and tenses of people who don't have a big responsibility load however like tension is tension like a a half note in a musical scale anywhere is still a half note you know what i mean so when it comes to the kid getting tensed out because like uh oh dad doesn't have time to play with me today because he's got this and that right. going on all that stuff like to them it's the whole world you know what i mean and for us it's you know, five or 10 minutes out of the day. But I mean, five, it, attention is the, the opiate of the child. There is no amount that is ever going to satiate what they want. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be more. Oh, it's I, fine. I get that all day long. My daughter's like, follow me, dad. Come with me, dad. Come on, dad. Come on. Yeah. So like, it, it's, it's awesome. Cause like my sons and, and my daughter too, on occasion will come and sit down in my lap when I'm doing crisscross applesauce and doing Wim Hof or, or any method of, you know, deep breathing and trying to excite my system and, and get things going and to the degree where they'll also start to breathe sometimes you know and they have no idea what they're doing but monkey see monkey do and that's, that's good enough runs at their finest yeah. yep so that's that's rad um and not to mention the environmental factors right so like times have changed since the 80s and now we're in a soup all the time of various frequencies that are so far from the natural Schumann resonance that it's not even funny. You can't you know? even measure the Schumann resonance on land anymore. That's disheartening. I, I hadn't heard that. I don't like that. Yeah. All these measurements are all coming from over uh, offshore. Um, when they're measuring the Schumann resonance, it's all offshore. Ew. It's too congested here. Oh, I'm happy to talk about EMFs and, and my view on it. And, um, uh, look, you'll, you'll see, as I wave my hand, uh, an Apple watch, you'll see, Apple AirPod Maxes, you'll see, you'll see at least one phone sitting in front of me. Sometimes there's more than one, one screen, two screens, an iPad. Um, when I'm sitting at this desk, my command center, I'm, I'm basing in, in RF and, and, um, and electromagnetic energy, magnetic energy. Um, and I'm okay with it. Well, you know, it's, it's a sign of the times and a hazard of, getting the reach that you need to on your own as opposed to relying on another entity wherein you do not have the freedom of choice to say what you need to say when you need to say it you know what i mean so here's you and i you and i have been down the same rabbit holes with a flashlight and a headlamp okay like diving down doc renee bless her beautiful heart for making this introduction uh we've had some 
lengthy conversations. All right. I can already tell you that we see eye to eye. No doubt. I've no doubt. Okay. Here's the important thing to think about when it comes to these technologies, right? Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, 5G, all of these different technologies. Uh, and and it's a great segue from what you just shared, which is times are different. I'm 43 years old. I was born in 79. The 80s was my childhood. My mom was just here a couple of weeks ago. And then I'll get back to the EMFs in a second. My mom was just here um, two weeks ago. And, and I said to her, I said, times were different. You know, like my daughter, I'm friends with all my neighbors. My daughter can go out and play with any of my neighbors. Um, and anytime she does, I'm outside. I don't, I, could I let her walk over and, and do my neighbors let friends come over here? Absolutely. But for my daughter, I, I'm always outside watching her walk. And, and that was never the case when I was a kid. I left the house in the morning and I didn't come back until sunset. And the only rule was that I wasn't allowed to go far enough away from the house that I couldn't hear my mother's voice screaming for me to come home. Luckily for me, my mom's got quite the voice and I could, that meant the entire neighborhood. As long as I was outside, I could hear her screaming. My name would echo through the trees and everything. It was really wild. But um, my mom, I was, I was asking her how she dealt with that, right? Because she now watches my nephews from my sister in New York. And it's the same thing. We're always within eyesight of children these days. And rightfully so. I think, again, just the place that we live today, the circumstances, it's really wild. I got friends that are putting air tags on their kids. Right. And I'm sure I have a lot of kids that are going to put tags underneath the skin when that becomes a viable option, too, even though I don't agree with that at all. But um, it's the world that we live in today. And it just wasn't like that in the past. My mom literally had a calling tree in the neighborhood. She used to call her friend. Hey, Sue. Hey, they would catch up in kibitz for a little while. And then my mom would say, hey, have you seen Craig? <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw him about a half hour ago. He was on his bike with his friends. And right. That's how my mom kind of kept tabs on me back in the day. It's a different world today. And you and I have grown up in this world, which means the amount of electromagnetic energy that our body is presented to, the amount of RF that our body is presented to has been steadily increasing over time. And yes, I happen to agree with you that our body hasn't had time to adjust to that fully yet. However, this human body is incredibly resilient, incredibly resilient. And over time, we figure out how to maintain and how to live. Now, left to our own accord, I actually do think that it's having a negative impact on our physiological, on, on our physio physiology and our anatomy, left to our own accord, which is one of the reasons why biohacking, vibroacoustic therapy, taking a break every day from this technology, I only sit in front of this desk at max six hours, okay? Um, that means the other 18 hours of the day, I'm away from this desk. Now, I still have the phone. I don't keep the phone in my breast pocket. I don't keep it in my pocket. I keep this at least three to six inches away from my body. The Apple Watch, I do keep on most of the day. However, I don't sleep with it on. I don't wear an aura ring to track my sleep. I take this off. It charges in my office, this room. I sleep over there. My phone charges at least three feet away from me. And the cord that charges it is at least three feet away from me as well. Because I've measured the electromagnetic energy coming off of a phone that's charging. And I want it three feet away from me. You do too. Nope. So I give myself, I take everything off at night, except for this necklace, this one necklace. I take all the crystals off me. I take all the jewelry off me and I sleep bare for at least eight hours, sometimes 10 every single night. So I'm giving myself that digital detox. 
I also very happily have a motorhome outside my house and I go as far away from people as I possibly can, often outside of cell range. So that for me, there is, is that an Aries tech? Cause it kind of, uh, like this is, is made by a company called Vibrans and um, it is uh, it, it's, it basically has frequencies that are included within it that help to regulate my body's frequency. Um, and I notice a difference. So do all the crystals that I wear, and, and I certainly wear a lot of them. These these crystals have baked in front of an EE system uh, for days. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that I do and I believe in to mitigate that exposure. And the most important thing that I do is that digital detox, is getting away from it and giving my body a break as often as possible. And every day making sure that I'm stepping away from the power of this frequency machine that I sit in front of on a regular basis. Um, I'd tell you the other thing that I think is at the core of why these frequencies and this exposure is good for me or fine for me is because of the belief system that I have behind it. The power of the mind is absolutely incredible. If you walk around thinking that these frequencies and th these uh, uh, these frequency bands and, and that exposure is going to debilitate you, guess what? It's going to debilitate you. If you walk around knowing that you are more powerful and more magnificent than any being on this earth and you can take it and not only that, but you can absorb it or it just passes right through you and you can reflect that back to the world. And guess what? Force field on and you will do just that. So your belief systems around technology is as important, in my opinion, as uh, as its actual physical impact and your belief system around how it impacts you, if it impacts you is more important than anything. I buy that 100%. Um, for those of you who are unaware, the placebo effect is a real effect wherein somebody receives a sugar pill. However, their mind tells their body to actuate as though they receive the actual medication. That's right. 100%. So spon spontaneous remission is a thing in that scenario. There are a lot of really interesting situations wherein the mind has the ability to overcome the general limitations of the physical body. Um, one of those being um, the one that everybody has heard of is the mother whose kid is pinned under a car and she turns into She-Hulk instantly. And we'll flip that fucking car because she is not even an, an option anymore. It's not That's right. in her reality of the moment. The reality and this is, is not a mom who squats 600 pounds. This is a mom that is just looking at a physical car that weighs 800 or a thousand pounds. That's sitting between her and her child. And she may blow out a bunch of tendons and muscles in the action. However, that shit still happens. They still move the car. So, you know, to say that everything is set in stone and the science is settled is frankly bullshit. It just is. I but don't that's buy the cool it. Part that's the cool part of being a scientist. <laughs> you know, Hopefully, look, right? Uh, look, Doc Renee and I have long conversations around this, okay? What we know now is nothing compared to what I'm going to know in five minutes. What I know now is nothing compared to what we're going to know in a year. Mm -hmm. Science, the very, the very essence of science is that I know what I know now based on what I know now. As I learn new things, so too particles and atoms quantum physics all of this is new information over the last 10 20 years 30 years ago 100 years ago we knew nothing of electrons protons neutrons and and that sort of thing 
Mm-hmm. It has to constantly evolve, the... and so too do the hypotheses. Yes. Uh, to, to sit and say that there is no new information that's going to become available changes it from science to dogma. And that's, I think, where we're kind of at right now. I think even the general public is looking at things like, you said this, but now this, it doesn't, it, it's not adding Look, there's, up. There's politics, right? And flip-floppers and, and that sort of thing on policy. And that's, and then there's actual science. And I got to tell you, um, a guy who has spent a lot of time reading a lot of scientific reports, a lot of what uh, NIH puts out, a lot of what's published in PubMed and Natural, right? And all of these different publishers that are well-respected problem that you run into is the data set and the data set that they're using mm. and our science is absolutely manipulated the the oh. massive science is absolutely manipulated and they will find the outcome that they want in the research that they're doing or they won't do the research okay so you got to keep in mind and you really got to follow the money and, and all of that holds true the reality is even if everything's on the up and up we're constantly revisiting different hypotheses as we learn more and more. And we're, the beauty of science is that we are constantly changing the past and, and reformulizing, quite literally, uh, a hypothesis that we had that maybe held true two months ago that new information has come about or a new microscope or a new measuring stick or, or new information comes up. And now all of a sudden we have a chance to... Um, go back on that and say well you know what yeah we found that two months ago but here's what we found now and uh and we're going to change the way we feel about that for now until new information comes again and and we get to do it all over again so to take things in a little bit of a scientific direction right uh since we're on the topic of science um i think that particle physics certainly has a role and that chemicals are chemicals, but I'm also a big fan of field theory as the more I learn, the more I dig into it, right? Um, so with your technology being vibroacoustic therapy, how would you describe the emanation of vibration from the speakers within your technology? Hmm. All right, Scott, how, how deep down the rabbit hole do we want to go? Okay. I, let's just do the thing. I want to learn stuff. When, so when I'm in person and I'm, and I'm you know speaking in front of large groups, uh, I will typically grab somebody in the front row, ask them to come up on stage. I'll have them put their hand out. I don't know if the video is going to be shown on this, but my two hands right now are, are being pressed against one another right now. And I'll put my hand against the audience member and I'll say, are our hands touching right now? And they will, of course, say, yes, of course. And look at me like the most ridiculous, like that's such a ridiculous question, Craig. Of course they're touching. And if I ask that question of a quantum physicist, the answer is no, they are not touching. I'm applying as much force so much that you can see the tips of my fingers are turning white and I'm pushing my fingers together. And yet it is the energy that is repelling them, not the physical expression. Those cells are not touching. And instead on a quantum level, Everything that we see is vibrating. This desk that sits before me, it looks physical. 
It's my perception of it being physical in this reality. And that's the quantum world. Protons, neutrons, electrons, quanta, and energy. In fact, what we now know is that there's more energy in objects, including the human body. There's more empty space than there is matter. And matter is nothing more than composed of empty space. Mind-boggling, okay? Mind-boggling. So if everything is vibrating, then everything has what's called a resonant frequency. And that is the frequency of it at rest. And this desk has a resonant frequency. The particle board that's made up has a particular resonant frequency. The human body has a resonant frequency. The mind has a resonant frequency. Nature has, has a resonant frequency. Just like you talked about 7.83 Hertz. Do you know where the Schumann resonance comes from? Uh, so where it originates from, yep. I do not know that the answer to that question. No, I cool. don't. Let's dive in. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and then we'll tie it all together to your question of how the, the vibrations come out of the tech, which this is my tech. It's called a tactile transducer. Okay. So I, I do a talk uh, called the science of mindfulness, and it's literally pulling together these correlations of data. What is a resonant frequency? What is harmonic resonance, which is the human body and other beings? We come into a match frequency with vibrations and frequencies that we're presented with. And this is how our technology comes into play. That's called harmonic resonance. So if somebody's oscillating at a 60 hertz frequency or if something is oscillating in a 60 hertz frequency like your refrigerator, because electricity here in the United States is at 60 hertz, which is a 60 hertz frequency. So that condenser that you hear in the back of your fridge, that's it's vibrating at 60 hertz. You come into harmonic resonance with that, okay? Uh, I wanna talk about kids. I don't know if you can hear what's going on on the other side of my door. I hear your kids, my kids. It's the same. Yeah, it's, it's all gravy, brother. Uh, so the human body has a resonant frequency. The mind has a human, uh, has a resonant frequency. And if you look at the studies for the mind, it, it's between five Hertz and, and 16 Hertz. Um, if you look at uh, the human body or rather the, the human body is between five Hertz and 16 Hertz, the mind resonant frequency is about an alpha brainwave state, um, which hovers about 10 Hertz. And then when you look at the world in our environment, uh, the Schumann resonance is 7.83 hertz measured specifically. However, based on a variety of different factors, it fluctuates. It can go lower. It can go higher. It averages about 10 hertz. When you go out in nature, they've tested the frequency of, of a forest, of a running stream, of a large body of water, of a, uh, of a small body of water. No, it doesn't matter. It's all 10 hertz. Okay. So it's really wild when you go out into nature. So the Schumann resonance, where does that come from? At any given time on the planet Earth, the entire globe, assuming it's round, all the way around, um, at any one time, there's about 2,000 thunderstorms. So right now there's 2,000 thunderstorms. And every second, there's about 50 lightning strikes from the sky to the ground. 50 lightning strikes, 50 lightning strikes, 50 lightning strikes, 50 lightning strikes, right? Not here, but there, maybe somewhere else, but anywhere on earth, there's 50 lightning strikes. Each one of those lightning strikes gives off an electromagnetic signature that emanates from that lightning strike. And that is what Schumann, that's the Schumann resonance. So that's where it comes from. These waves, as they come off of that lightning strike, they continue to bounce between the ionosphere and the ground, the ionosphere and the ground, all the way around the planet earth. They align with other frequencies of the same uh, of the same um, um, uh, same frequency, uh -huh. and um, 
And that's where the Schumann resonance comes from. And eventually it became so strong that we noticed uh, that it can be measured. And it was obviously Schumann that discovered that. Schumann also did um, uh, some other studies on the human body and, and that resonance. And it was a guy in the mid, I think, 40s, 50s, 60s, something like that. His name was Rutger Weaver. And Rutger Weaver basically said, um, what is it about the Schumann resonance that is so tied to the human existence? And, and do we need the Schumann resonance in order to survive, in order to live? So he took a bunch of his male students and he brought them into a World War II bunker that was no longer being used. This was in the 1960s. And, um, and he basically found that there was no Schumann resonance underground because it's a function of being above ground. It's a function of lightning strikes. And, um, and what he found is that after three or four weeks of being underground without having exposure to the Schumann resonance, he found the students would become, uh, would have cognitive uh, uh, issues, memory recall issues, their immune system would misfunction, they would become dizzy, irritable, and, um, and otherwise just really not themselves. Every now and again, Rutger would take uh, a, a Schumann resonator which is a little frequency disc that you can purchase. You can get them on Amazon now. And he would just turn it on in the back corner at random. And he wouldn't tell anybody that it would turn it on. And almost instantaneously, all of their symptoms would go away. Absolutely remarkable research. That basically goes to show that we need access to the Schumann residence. Now, we started on this call for me to tell you that the Schumann residence can no longer be measured on land. So we're no longer being exposed to the Schumann resonance in a visible way. And that's mainly because of all these different interference, right? That's coming about. So our technology and technologies like us, getting out into nature, getting into big bodies of water, brings us back to that resonant frequency of 10 Hertz, getting on the sound lounge, exposing yourself to 432 Hertz, various sophisgeal frequencies, allowing your body to rest, giving your mind an opportunity to drift from beta, which is processing the world around you into alpha, which is that target 10 Hertz frequency, brings the mind, body and environment into harmony. And, and that's one of the most powerful aspects of what we do. And I'm glad I got to, to share that because I haven't shared a whole lot about this uh, when I'm doing podcasts. So this is a really important topic and a really important correlation of data um, that, look, you don't have to walk around with a tin hat on it's it's not about that it's about we're being known and coined as the indoor generation get out in the nature as often as possible right now it's it's cold it's 48 degrees here in 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 vegas and i know it's much colder in other parts of the country including where you are but getting out in the nature is so important getting away from the the major cities is so important and exposing yourself to 10 hertz as often as possible is really important and there's more ways to do that obviously there is a, uh, a very good, so I, I, like I'm a big fan of grounding also, right? Like I try and get my bare feet in the yeah. dirt. Like I don't yeah. care. So, all right, let me, let me just say that never in my life prior to the past two years that I ever think that I would be considering myself a hippie that, but it, it has come to pass that. Uh, getting, I too resonate as a hippie. Yeah, it's fine. Like, look, dude, like, the the amount of cognitive dissonance to the subject matter in which we're talking about is should be expected when one is educated wrongly on purpose so i went to public school and i learned fucking nothing essentially 
like there were some chemical classes that were pretty cool that I learned about and some things like that. I got I to wish play I knew I wish 80s. I knew then what I know now. I oh would have paid God. much more attention in chemistry and biology. Yes. Yeah, it, absolutely. I, I would have frustrated my teachers, I'm sure, if I knew what I knew now. Totally. So <laughs> but but so so I digress. But there is a documentary, I want to say it's on Netflix, and it's called The Last Shaman. And it's about this dude who went through everything he was supposed to do, got into an Ivy League school and had absolutely crushing depression because that is not a natural scenario for the human body and the human psyche. No. We're not designed to be in this scholastic type of environment, which is a artificial construct of the human mind, flat out. Oh. So yeah. he ends up like going to South America, like finding an ayahuasca shaman the first time doesn't work out so awesome goes back find somebody else like back in the boonies boonies and at one point in the video this gentleman ends up being buried up to his nose in the soil and spends 24 hours just discharging everything in the soil through ions right so we know that oh, when we go outside oh my god so <laughs> So he goes out as we go outside and we get barefoot and we become in contact with the earth. Mud is even better, believe it or not, because what charge, what conducts electricity better than water? I don't know. So um, it's, it's vital. It's, it's in, like, I'm surrounded by Amish all summer and spring and into the fall. I'll see him walking on the sides of the road barefoot. And they've been doing the same shit since like the 1400s. So he's be working out yeah it's it's fine not only that like they don't listen to the music that we do all their music comes from vocalizations of their own gospel and their native tongue right so like they don't have and, the and acoustic instruments that that give off a vibratory signature so it's not you know there's no induction of other frequencies that have desired outcome effects it's all just this big organic experience for them barely adopting cell phones now they they do rock the cell phones like i see them that's in what i'm saying They're, but they barely but they barely do they have strict regimen around when they use it and how often and how often they're exposed to it and when it's even on but they are adopting it because of convenience which is the same reason why i use it as well um it's a modern convenience and and we deserve to have access to it i think it's important technology i agree i just i don't like the overall manner in which it's utilized into its highest efficiency eff efficacy versus its effect on the human um system well so here we go mr mr hippie so your um let's talk about mechanoreceptors and your skin and pressure and hair and your nervous system because it all plays together oh, so yeah. that beautiful hair that i am admiring on your head and your face for that matter uh your hair is an extension of your nervous system absolutely the yeah. hair on your arms the hair on your chest the hair on your back uh it all grows to a certain length and and it is an extension of your nervous system i trim all of my hair um and it is something that i have to make up for i didn't always look like this you can track back on instagram and facebook and you can find me with a nice big beard, the handlebar mustache, a man bun and, and the whole nine. And, um, and I have felt the difference and I can absolutely feel a difference underneath your skin. You have three different types of what's called mechanoreceptors. 
those mechanoreceptors are sending signals to your brain when it comes to changes in pressure. So you're not really feeling sound. Sound is nothing more than a change in pressure on your skin and in, in the ear. The cochlea of the ear are really just measuring changes in pressure, which is sending an electrical signal to your brain and your brain in real time is correlating those changes in pressure, looking at my voice and my, my mouth moving and going, Craig is speaking, he's speaking English, I understand English, those frequency patterns equal this word, and it's, it's all happening instantaneously. It's really wild. But when you start to think about getting your feet in the dirt, the largest pores on the body are on the bottoms of your feet. It's one of the reasons why when you use essential oils, you put them on the bottoms of your feet. One of the biggest issues with the human diet, with the standard American diet, is the fact that we're wearing shoes. And most people don't realize this. Now, if you're walking on man-made concrete and, and, and petroleum-based products like, uh, like asphalt, I highly recommend having a layer to protect between your feet and you. But if you can get out on the mud, the dirt, the grass, a field that's not treated with a pesticide or or an herbicide, just a good old natural, you know, farm or uh, or forest, then I highly recommend being barefoot. Absolutely. One of the things we don't realize is that when you walk around barefoot, you are picking up minerals from the ground that you step on. And those minerals like potassium, like calcium, right? It's just all part of the minerals of the earth that are really important for the human body to function. So in this uh, very safe environment that we've co-created, living in a house with walls and electricity and all of the things that we need provided to us, this is why the nutrient density of our food is not, not helping us. It's why the highly sanitized tap water that comes out of our tap is not good for us. That's why enriched foods are not good for us. I was just watching, I was just watching something. I need to verify this, but um, um, but preservatives are actually were originally called anti-digestives. Anti-digestives. Oh, so when you spray a preservative on an apple, it is making it so that the natural digestive properties of the earth won't happen. I just shared this on my In Harmony Instagram because I thought it was so profound. It's not something that I usually share, but this was something that I thought was really interesting. That is so the marketing aspect of the food industry said, let's not call them anti-digestives. Let's call them preservatives. They, they save that food from being broken down and you're then ingesting it. And of course, in, in tiny little bits and pieces, it's going into your body and making it so that your body preserves that food instead of digesting it and absorbing it. Really wild. Damn. The... Uh... So I'm I'm I've been a huge movie file, uh, video, uh, video file, whatever, film file. Sure. I like movies for a long time up until I had kids. Then I simply don't have the space for it in my life. However, priorities, before that happened, priorities. Yeah, damn right. So uh, 28 days later, right? Uh, it's an English movie about a uh, a a virology induced zombie epidemic, right? And at once, in one part. They're, they get into a grocery store and they're looking around for food and they find just bushels of rotten apples and one bushel that's perfectly fine. And the dude's like, mmm, irradiated. So basically, they had killed all the natural bacteria that was occurring in that, aka preservative name, you know, just as a parable. 
and 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 they took it to consumed it so there was still so, some nutritional value and it was fresh produce available in a apocalyptic environment like, you can't fault anybody for it but no, of course you know so it's not it's it's far from ideal but it is interesting that the notion that um a preservative would be something that would remove the uh natural and naturally occurring bacterium and like microflora and fauna that exist within all things including ourselves anti-digestive yeah how Look about that i'm really wild believe it i will oh i know anti-digestive so on on the, as a countermeasure to that it turns out that i had been drinking jägermeister all wrong for like a decade so it turns out that that is actually a digestive like a post-meal herbal concoction with some alcohol involved to help you break down things like yeah. um people in france they they're solid at the end of the meal not at the beginning and they allow the vinaigrettes and whatnot to help break down the food products that they had already consumed and the french eat a fuckload of creams and and dairy products because it's the nature of their environment but I the can't vinaigrette helps to break down the food yes sir so uh genius it is it, it is a matter of in my opinion trying to find the most efficient combination of things to work with in your environment and to work with nature as opposed to against it you know like i don't think that finding the or utilizing the petro-industrial complex to help combat things that would not necessarily be there in the first place if not for that whole system so there there's good stuff from from the petro like there are there are good things that have come from it but there's also like a lot of bad shit look doc renee's an er doc okay she's out there saving people's lives day in and day out through the medical system and rightfully so i uh i'm i'm a uh, i don't know i look i've i've i wouldn't call myself necessarily an expert but i've i've logged a lot of hours learning about essential oils and their impact on our limbic system and and how it operates and, and why they're so important um different monopenes and terpenes and the different aspects of these oils uh, that uh, and how they interact with our physiology. Obviously, I'm quite enamored with this, as you can even hear just me explaining that to you. If I slip and break my arm, we're not putting oil on it. Um, we might, right? I might, if there's a if there's a wound that's open, I might take some tea tree oil just to keep it antibacterial. But you're taking me to the hospital as fast as we can get there. Okay. Yes. Um, if my wife, her appendix exploded when she was a kid, you're going to the hospital for surgery. And, and they're going to give you penicillin and you're going to get the modern antibiotics and, and we're going to do things to your body that we couldn't otherwise do 200 years ago. And, and a large part of that is indeed helping and supporting humanity. What isn't is the chronic use of pharmaceutical products and pharmacological products. And the unfortunate reality is we're not getting to the root of why we're diabetic or why we're showing signs of dementia or why we're and instead starting to treat these symptoms uh with uh with a pharmacological product that often has worse side effects than the actual uh the actual diagnosis itself or symptom itself so it's i'm a big fan of as i'm sure you are too of functional medicine and naturopathic doctors that really look to get to the root of why something is happening and to make change. 
Too many Americans want to continue doing the same thing over and over and over again, which is the definition of insanity. But I could take this pill that makes the symptoms go away so I can keep doing the same things that I'm doing, which is obviously bad for my health or my body is giving me a symptom or a sign that something is wrong. Um, But yeah, I, I very much believe in modern medicine when it's used right and when it's used to prevent and treat acute injury. Yeah, absolutely. It it ooh, sorry. Yeah, like hey, I was talking about the kids, you know. Yeah, he's he's all the way wound up. So, but yes, um, I I agree. I don't necessarily want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know what I mean? Like there have been a lot of positive things that have come forward out of modern medicine, as it were. But at the same time, like we also should really take a step back and look at the shortcomings specifically in the uh, administration aspect of it, wherein the people who have become beholden to these systems have to go along with whatever the bureaucrats say, because it's what the bureaucrats say, even though the bureaucrats haven't actually got any kind of training in medicine fucking at all. It's It's a sick care system, no doubt. I mean, it's just that it is a sick care system, not a healthcare system. And, um, and that's one of the biggest challenges with it is that it's very reactionary and it's focused on symptoms. And you're, you're hundred percent correct. Even as you look back towards these three digit, um, agencies, which aren't actually part of the government, um, which aren't actually part of our elected officials, uh, many of them don't have a uh, medical training and a medical background. Many, many of them don't understand how health really should be, nor do they look like or play the part of what a healthy human looks like, often pale and overweight and, and not taking care of their bodies in, 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 the, in the way that many of us do tend to our bodies. So yeah, it's, there's definitely a broken system there that's worth talking about. And, and more, luckily more and more people are waking up and asking questions and looking for answers in different ways. I tend to go towards the ancient medicines of the world. I love Ayurveda, I love Chinese medicine. Um, I love herbalism and looking back to these natural, purely natural solutions uh, as to how we can live a healthy life and make today better than yesterday and tomorrow better than today. It's, uh, I, think, I think there really is something to that in regards to uh, taking a eats east meets west approach to it right so like nikolai tesla also had himself a a vedic guru and so he learned a great deal about that from the indian spiritual side and then he took his western education well westernish education and uh and and came up with some absolutely stunning technologies by not being completely beholden to any one system and so it allowed him to be a, a fucking weird like he was a weird dude like let's all be super real weird about dude. that but on any measure of it he was a super weird dude so scott i want to come back and talk about nikola tesla i want to come back and talk about vibration and frequency i thoroughly enjoyed this conversation i'm excited to see the feedback that we get and and i very much want to come back again Thank you. Awesome. I'm stoked to hear that. I would love you to plug your stuff one more time just so sure. that everybody who didn't catch it the first time. Absolutely. So the name of my company is In Harmony Interactive. I can be found online at IamInHarmony.com. And uh, I'm on all the socials, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. You'll find me there. Search my name, search In Harmony Interactive. And 
and send me a message. I'm the one on the other side of the comments. I'm the one on the other side of the message boards. And I look forward to connecting with you. Scott, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on, man. This show wouldn't be here today if you weren't on it. So, and to you, the listener, I also want to thank you for your time. You spent about an hour, hopefully learning some new things. Perhaps not, but I'm hoping for the best. So with all that said, have a great day, evening, whatever time it is where you're at. Thank you so much. Bye.